0: Love the giver more than the gift. Bring him young. Welcome to the final episode of PodNuts Pro for the year 2021. I am your host, Marvin B. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the final Wednesday before Christmas, and we all go home and celebrate, open up presents, and enjoy time with our family and friends. We have one last show here. I know that most shows usually will do something of a year in review and talk about themselves and all of that stuff, not here at PodNuts Pro. We will be joined by guests and friends. We will chat. We will reminisce, share stories. We may talk a little tech because that's what this show is about. PodNuts Pro, your podcast for business IT support. And tonight is probably one of those nights where we won't help you run your business better, smarter, or faster. But we might. You never know. So thank you for joining us. We are going to be having, as I said, friends come on. We're going to have a little music here, and we're going to allow adult beverages. So here in Florida, normally I would give you a weather report, and that will be no different because tonight, as we started the show, it was getting a bit nippy. And in fact, on the commute from the house to the Office. I had to turn on the heat. Ladies and gentlemen, it is right now 64 degrees and clear, although it's a real feel of 66. But by the time I head home, I may need to grab a jacket. That is how the day is going today. So I see people already jumping into the green room. So let us go ahead and bring them in and get on with the show first. You know them, you love them, well, you love them if they're not winning all the time and traveling, Jason Miller and his lovely wife, Diva, <laughs> the Millers, well, how are you guys?
1: Doing good, how about you, Marv?
0: I'm good, you're, you're not wearing the suit.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I did the video in the suit.
0: <laughs> so. You look like you did a whole party day in the suit.
1: Oh yeah, we did. We had a party at the office, you know, we call it merry Munchy day. So, uh, everybody brings food and we munch.
0: Merry Munchy day. day. That works out yeah. well. So is that something that you do for the staff or does everybody bring stuff like a potluck or how does that work?
1: No, everybody pretty much brings stuff. Uh, it's just kind of an all everybody brings something. And, uh, we had a whole, you know, two tables full of food, um, everybody eat all day and, you know,
0: No dinner that night. So it's awesome. All right. Well, also in the green room waiting. I don't know how they celebrate Christmas up in his part of the world, but I'm talking about my good friend from the north. He is the owner of Fast Computers, Chad Kempt. Chad, how are you, sir? How about that, eh?
2: I'm doing great, Marvin. Thanks.
0: (laughs) And uh, broadcasting from the castle, I see.
2: Yes, we just have everyone come over to the hoose, and uh, we have a great time. That's what we do up here for
0: Christmas. All right, how's that moat coming around the house?
2: Oh, the moat's wonderful. Better than I would like it.
0: Better yeah. Than I would. You need any little gators to uh to fill I it? was,
2: I was gonna mention that. You know, just send me. You know, when your when your pet gator has some uh, has some offspring, just you know maybe ship me a crate. All right. Whatever they come in, whatever quantity you're shipping.
0: Well, we'll see how big the litter is this year, and because uh, you know. Got to attack a Wendy's at some point down the road.
2: <laughs> I don't want to leave you unarmed. I don't want that yeah. to happen. So,
0: All right. And we've got one other person in the green room that will help us fill out the quad box. She is the princess of the channel, the queen of Pennsylvania. I was going to say Philadelphia, but I don't think she's near there. She's up near the, the chocolatey area. And we are talking about the owner-CEO of Third Element Consulting. Miss Dawn Sizer. Don, how are you?
3: Good. How are you? I
0: am good. Look at you with your big old hawking turtleneck there.
3: <laughs> it is not warm where I am.
0: Yeah. Is it uh 64 degrees?
3: Um, no, it's I don't know. It was like frigid earlier. I actually have to look to see just how cold it really is. Uh, let's see. It is now, 30 degrees right now. 30
0: yeah. degrees. That's probably Fahrenheit. Chad, is yours Fahrenheit or Celsius? Yeah,
3: I, I switched it
2: out of consideration for my friends. <laughs> <Okay.
3: Fahrenheit.
0: laughs> so 26 degrees and the Miller's 36 degrees. All right.
2: It's t t-shirt weather, guys. That's that's what we got going on no.
4: here.
0: No. <laughs> no, I was, I was kind of a – I got in the car, I pulled out of the driveway, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> flip that air real quick. Uh, That's
1: kind of crazy. I haven't even put on a jacket yet this year.
0: I had to pull out uh, <laughs> sweatshirts, sweaters. I, you know, because I was in the Georg- in the Georgia mountains uh, two weekends ago. Mm.
2: That that sounds it sounds cold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. So, guys, how are we doing? Coming up on the end of the year, Millers. I know how you're doing. You just freaking came from Vegas.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Rachel did most of the gambling, so uh, she want, did most of the winning. So of course, I, I'm not good at gambling, so I, I kind of you know put my twenty bucks here, twenty bucks there, and give it up, and I just let her win. So,
5: but we got to drive exotic cars,
4: which was a whole lot of fun.
0: Really?
1: Oh yeah, that was the fun part.
0: Um. So when you say exotic, meaning foreign or racing? Or I, got a Lamborg- a okay. right. I
4: got to drive a Lamborghini Gallardo and a Porsche GT4.
1: All right. Drive a Lamborghini Huracan and a uh, Corvette C8. Okay. It was um, uh, Speed Vegas. It's like a road course racetrack. You have an instructor in the car, and they push you very hard to make sure you're putting the pedal to the floor. And uh, getting those cars, you know, well over 100 miles an hour. So,
0: So I assume it's an open track?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, you can pass and everything. I mean they, they wouldn't let you pass unless they're allowing you to, but I mean they it's uh it was awesome, so
0: Nice, nice. That's a
1: trip we trip we won, you know, since yeah. about winning things.
0: Yeah. So uh As you normally do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I don't know where my, you know, Vegas trip got lost in the mail. I I've sell intermedia too. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta sell a lot of phones I guess and Enter uh, you know enter you know to enter the stuff in the little forum or whatever. So
0: well, I'm trying, but Freedom Voice has been uh, has been a pain in the butt too. Uh, this past week, I actually went to go port uh, an order, and you know, now part of it's probably my fault. I mm-hmm. did not do a check to make sure that the numbers were unlocked.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, calling them, of course, the day to call them is today, which is. The second day of their internal server issue, mm. where some phones work, some phones don't, and their bright their bright idea to fix it is, well, try unplugging them and then plugging them back in. That seems to work. Oh yeah, And I said, awesome. you got to do something better than that. I've already had my people do that. Oh, well, you can reset your whole your whole network. I said, no, that's not, that's not it either.
1: Yeah. I went to their website yesterday and it said domain names expired <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it had a park page and I'm like, uh, you know, they're owned by GoDaddy, a domain company. It's kind of funny, you know, that their domains expired. But anyways, I just had a laugh when I saw that. And of course, you know, customer's phones weren't working. So,
0: yeah. So but. that is, uh, that is my impetus to get my last three customers away from GoDaddy Sorry for uh well away from Freedom Voice. Yeah. But GoDaddy too, because I'm moving anybody with a domain there as well. So if any of you are GoDaddy lovers or Freedom Voice lovers, sorry.
1: It used to be, but now they're they've kind of lost their way and uh they're um yeah, we only have what, twenty ish people left on there. We've mm-hmm. moved probably ninety percent of our people over. So Yeah.
0: So, Don Chad, did either of you have the lovely phone issues that we've been having the last couple of weeks?
3: Not the last couple of weeks. We had issues earlier when a lot of the uh, DDoS attacks were going on and stuff like that. But since then, it's been pretty steady.
0: All right. Are you are you willing to say who you sell your phones through?
3: Uh, we use Greenlink currently.
0: Okay. All right, have, uh, Chad. What's no up problems. in Canada?
2: No, no problems. We have uh, a lot of our customers are on. Um, uh, it used to be called Versature. It was a Canadian company. It got bought by an American company called net 2 I don't know if you guys know who they are. Um, and, and, and so, and uh, the, the Versature's department, if you want to call it, it's still like they're still all the same staff, and they're still out of Canada and everything. Anyway, it's been fine. Um, they've uh, we didn't have any of the issues, uh, so that was a bonus. And then for customers that have more unique. Uh, circumstances Um, I partner with a a friend of mine uh, Marvin I think you know Sean Sean Jennings from CIM Solutions yeah Um, we uh, he does uh, 3CX and uh, we basically um, work with him on those and uh, you know if they're a little bit more custom a little more complex unfortunately we got hit with the VoIP.ms issues uh, that were happening um, and that was rather unfortunate but uh, we're through it now it seems to be better so
0: all right uh ah, so anything we want to talk about? I could I could play Christmas music in the background, but uh that may that may get in the way of us chatting. I don't see any drinks in anybody's hands.
2: I mean I can pretend if you like. I just here we go. Bringing some water, being healthy. Uh um. <laughs> starting off with we, uh, tea. We can, we, we can talk uh if you want to talk fun stuff, we have uh, and by fun I mean not fun at all. The uh the supply chain issue that uh, plagued twenty twenty one. We somehow hit our revenue target uh for the year. But uh, it was a joke, and now it's not becoming a joke. My 2022 goal is to figure out what projects I was going to do in 2023 and get them all on the books in order. Um, Some of the Meraki APs have a 250-day lead time. Wow. Uh, We have servers that are six, seven months out. I've still got back orders from May on some uh, Thunderbolt-related products of this year. Um, And since everything is, quote-unquote, getting worse, um we'll avoid the whole uh discussion of things that doesn't exist in the u.s anymore but seems to be coming back here with a vengeance um but whatever's causing the supply chain disruptions at this point um they seem to be getting worse so i'm just curious how everyone else is handling that we've always carried stock we're now ordering six months out for our stock but for special projects it's been a little trickier i'm not stocking hundred thousand dollar clusters you know what i mean sands and stuff like that so
1: yeah we've had the same issues we had um 160 APs on order for a project we're doing and uh, put those on order in May. And the guy emailed me like literally, I don't know what, last week or a week before saying, Hey, the first 80 year, you know, this vendor had the 80 of them and another the vendor had 80 of them, but they said, Hey, we got these 80 in stock. You want me to ship them? I was like, well, I had to go a different route and get other APs because they couldn't wait no longer. So uh, I said, you can go ahead and cancel that order. But I was like half tempted to be like, Hey, yeah, just send those on, on eBay. They go, but I didn't want to be that way. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but it's it's hard to get access points, networking equipment. We do stock. Um, well, stuff when we need. can get it is the problem. So,
2: so. Those 80 APs, maybe you should have brought them in for the next project so you're not waiting uh, seven months.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought about it, but, you know, that's like, you know, 15 grand in APs or something. So I mean, it's Were they ubiquity?
0: Because people are looking for yeah. them. You could have resold them.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were could. U6LRs. Yeah, the, I don't know what that means. It's the uh, wire, uh, Wi-Fi 6 uh, access points, AX so uh okay what's the new wrong with that technology yeah so uh either either way uh we had those on order we still have like, i don't guess we ever canceled our order with the other ones so. Mm-hmm. so for you know, we comparison still
2: have uh for comparison the merakis that are at 250 days of the mr86s they're 1800 in ap the u.s 1776 oh, yeah. so i mean but what do you do the other problem with uh with meraki and fortinet which are the two vendors we deal with is pretty much everything has to be a bid or you're just overpaying horribly and so mm-hmm. everything has to be tied to a customer and so, trying to order it in advance, it's possible to do if you're willing to pay more for service. But to get the best price, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's little things too. Like uh, we had uh, one order that SFP modules, uh, the fiber modules for the uh, switches. We had everything else, just not
1: that. Can get that,
0: yeah. No. Mm. So, so we been marking, we've,
2: been, we've been marking everything ship complete though, to avoid getting. <laughs> because the customer refuses to pay the invoice because, you know, they don't have the whole order kind of thing. So right. yeah, but setting expectations. So I guess that was my thing for 2022 rather than sitting around and going, Oh, Hey, surprise, surprise. It's seven months. Um, you know, we're looking at first quarter, we're going to be talking about, you know, third, fourth quarter. And then once summer mm-hmm. rolls around, we're talking
1: 2023. Mm. That's, that's my plan. Yeah. It's yeah. hard for us to plan like that because like literally, I don't know, two weeks ago, a guy goes, Hey, I'm moving buildings. I need it cabled. I need, you know, a couple access points, switch, routers, firewalls, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, let me get this ordered. And luckily we had stock. So we could just go slide that in, have our cabling guys come in and do it. But, you know, you can't really – for us, it's harder to plan that type of thing because it's not like large projects. It's it's all the little – you know, I need new APs, need a moving or you know that stuff is what gets you us. You can
6: stock
2: for that. That's what you can stock yeah. for. It's when they come in, the, you know, when you have a refresh, you know, you got five-year-old. Um, oh, you yeah. Have a refresh, right? you got five-year-old servers that are mm-hmm. going to be five years old in 2023. Well, we're yeah. selling the new one now in 2022. We're not waiting. Yeah. Um, Don, are you finding the same sort of thing?
3: I, yes and no. We've been sitting. I've literally have my own little dragon horde of stuff because <laughs> that's, that's what good. you have to do. And I actually have pictures of us sitting on literal pallets of stuff Mm because that's, you know, what you, what you have to do at this point. And we're in the same boat. I mean, it's just a matter of like figuring out when you think things are available. We actually have a lady that does nothing more than scour every available piece of equipment that she can find and bring it in. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's what you have to do.
2: Mm -hmm. We've actually partnered with a, uh, I wouldn't really call it a partnership, but, uh, Another guy, I think you might know. Uh, you know Tony uh, uh, Marv. Um, he's up at PTC Computers up in Whitby and he um, he's somewhat local to me, like two hours away. And so we try to offset each other. So I'll stock a whole bunch of E Series Lenovo laptops. He'll have the T Series. I'll have the black and white Xerox units. He'll have the, the the color ones. And then we'll bring in large quantities and get bids for bringing in stock. And then uh, when one of us needs something, in fact, just yesterday he drop shipped a Lenovo. Uh, T24i to one of my customers. I had the tiny in one monitors, he has the T24i's. Um and that way, I mean, it, you know, you bring in a couple hundred thousand in inventory. I mean, how far do you want to take it, right? Um you know, at some point you got to draw some kind of line. So, this has been a way where we've been able to effectively double our inventory um without doubling our inventory.
0: Yeah, that's, that's yeah cool. it's yeah. way to do it and I stocked up on as many HP computers as I could last year so that I could sell them this year. Uh, I'm finally down in stock, but now it's finding Ruckus Access Points. Uh, I've got a company that's moving. They hope to be in their new building by April. I ordered their stuff back at the end of August. Still hasn't shipped. Estimated ETA in stock is April 30th. So I just purchased every, those were Ruckus Wi-Fi 6. So I just purchased every R720, the Wi-Fi 5 series, that I could find. Surplus. So I'm going to be putting in. Something that I don't like to do, but I'm going to be putting in used used access points. We don't you know,
2: sell them, but the Cisco ASAs, some of those are on backward until July right now, hmm. um, and it's not getting better. It's going to get worse. So, uh, I mean, at some point, it will get better. But I, I think um, you know, like I don't look at this as being a negative thing. Like I said, we beat our revenue target for 2020, uh, 2021. <laughs> sorry. Um, so obviously, we're doing something right. But instead of looking at it and just being mad. Um, I'm trying to look at it and how we can be positive about it, and that's where we're going to lock in those those deals. Try to lock, like you said, Jason. We can't lock in everything because you don't know who's going to who's your next new you know startup or your next new mm-hmm. customer, right? I get it. Yeah. Um, But like you know, Marvin, you said you know you got some used stuff you can put in as a band aid. Um, we still stock like like Fortinet APs and Forti switches and Fortigates. We stock that because we do that as a service. Any of the stuff that's as a service, I have to have spares anyway. Um, but yeah, it's a it's an interesting game. I feel like we've uh, moved from uh, being uh, technicians with you know the pocket protector and the uh, soldering <laughs> iron to uh, being you know business uh, you know technologists discussion uh, type of thing. We're, we're project managers. managers. <laughs> well, now we're logistics managers. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the new game. It uh, is. Or at least you need to hire one.
0: Yeah. Uh, now you mentioned you know the positive, and we we heard Jason talk about they had their Christmas party in their house and so i assume with your revenue goes chad you were able to do something but don did you do anything nice and uh special do for the employees video, that's you, I, you know you didn't just do that just for me and then have a separate party later
3: no that was that was that was the actual party
0: okay all right so that was nice now was it as good as previous parties because um, i have to assume nobody did a major party in 2020 right
3: so we were we were still in the office in twenty twenty so we still had a party. but I think this year's was better there' was a lot more people, a lot more food. We did a huge uh charcuterie spread i have uh, so we redid we our kitchen a couple years ago, and then my son literally drove through it um long story short, we had to redo it twice it was it was it was great so eighteen foot mm-hmm. island half the island we had a charcuterie spread on it it was it was delicious.
0: I know I've heard part of the story. Can you, yeah. <laughs> do you want to share any of the rest of the story?
3: So you know, the, the way that our kitchen backs up to the uh, garage, like the garage shares a wall with the kitchen, new driver, new driver drove through the garage into the kitchen, into the brand new kitchen, like literally. A new kitchen.
2: Don, I gotta ask you a question. Was there anything where you just finished the kitchen and you were like, damn it, I wish I would have moved this two inches this way or that <laughs> way and you were able to fix it? Was there was there an upside?
3: So the upside was that the tile had not been put in on the wall yet.
2: Okay, okay. I, I got I'm just looking over at my pantry and I'm like, you know, if I could have moved it two inches <laughs> over, to- because it, it touches the oven door when the when the hidden pantry door opens, but no, that's uh, uh, not a lot of upside when when the relative or not drives through your house. Uh, but
7: yeah.
2: I I try to be the glass half full
0: kind of guy, you know. Well, it now, sounds like no.
1: she's got your guy. If you need a if you need a you know something move two inches.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Just laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> now, Don. If I remember so, now we should probably tell everybody. You mentioned this kitchen garage as it's it's a house, but your business. Is in a historic house
3: it is not the same house, or I would have murdered my child um, <laughs> so.
0: now, did you have to do anything special because it was a historic house? Is it on the registry, and did you have to go so through special the
3: actual, the actual business so the so my house is the one that kid drove through it's 1970s nobody cares about that. The business we bought in a downtown historic district. Uh, the original building was 1790. The rest of it is 1810. I literally have a nine-foot fireplace in the kitchen area. Um, we have four other fireplaces in the building. All of them work. It's it's really it's a cool building. So, yes, there's a lot of things. So there's the historic architectural review board, anytime you want to make a change to the building, um, front-facing, anything that faces the street. Like, if we want to paint the building, if we need to get a new roof, I want to put a new front door in, anything like that, I actually have to get permission to do it. It has to be historically accurate because we are on the National Register of Historical Places.
0: That's really All cool. right. And we actually have a question from the chat. Did you have the original contractor do it the second time?
3: <laughs> I totally did. And the funnier part of that was the, the contractor was one of our uh, – clients previously in another life so we do a lot of work for municipal government and police departments and he was previously a police officer who's now a contractor so not only did we have the contractor fix it after it had been broken but you also had a cop ribbing my kid which was amazing (laughs) i could not have done it better so it works out really well
0: (laughs) nice that's awesome nice now chad I assume you did something very grand for your staff.
2: Uh, No. Um, (laughs) Don't forget, um, like everyone's still working from home and uh, restaurants are like uh, half capacity and we have like all the restrictions and everything in place. Um, It's it's frowned upon to do like a big event. There are some people doing it. My B&I – uh, they weren't allowed to do anything on the books, but some of them got together or whatever. Um, you know, we have a two-year-old, so, and we, I, live in, I live in a forest. Um, you know, like I have a moat. And I live in a forest. I don't really like going near people anyway. I love interacting with you guys like this. This is great. Um, you can cough all over, sneeze if you like. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. Just wipe your webcam after. Um, but joking aside, uh, no, you know what? I, I always get the guys a little, uh, Not the guys and the girls, actually. I, I get always get everybody a little something. Um, you know, and we do, we do some stuff like that, but in the past we used to do our last, the last year before 2020, 2019, uh, we booked a, a big section of this fancy restaurant uh, near here and everyone sat and heckled the people in the kitchen, um, because we were like at the window for the kitchen. And so, uh, you know, in the future we'll, I'm sure we'll do something like that. But yeah, right now, um, I just, I wish the one guy moved it was a crazy time of the year to move, but my one employee, he, he moved and, uh, he says he's thinking about, uh, he was thinking about picking up a career as a, as a painter um and then he painted and then, like it, it was a joke he, he he painted his old house then they moved then he had to paint the whole new house and uh i don't know i was like yeah, here's a number for somebody you can call but he, he said no no, no he's himself so, okay, okay problem. all right oh, yeah. i'm
3: curious chad do you have a moat monster to go with the moat
2: well no no, no. so that's the thing i'm waiting on marvin to send me my alligator shipment he's going to send me fresh oranges and alligators in the spring i think is when that is okay. um but uh, yeah in the meantime uh there's me
0: uh, I, I can send so, you iguanas when they freeze too. I can know. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, no, but it's, yeah, it's a, uh, although it's amazing. I have, I have a 12 foot wide entrance to my property. There's no other entrance and there's giant, no trespassing signs and it's all forested. Yet somehow people still manage to come down the driveway accidentally. It's very strange. Um, yes, we, 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 I informed them kindly that they are to not be there and they, they leave, but um, now they want they want to come out and illegally hunt and without permission and stuff like that. So. I got, I got it's all forested, here. come up to the house and stuff. It's kind of nice. I like it. This was the dream, and I'm living it.
0: All right, guys, <laughs> I got to try to keep this moving along. We actually have s- several groups of people coming in. So let me ask you guys to go around the horn and give us one great thing that you are happy for this year, whether it be that it's over, f- could be for the business, could be personal, uh, but something to celebrate here as we end out 2021 millers and don't say vegas
1: <laughs> no i mean i'm very thankful for uh, just a great year i mean this is our greatest greatest year so far as far as revenue and stuff like that and um great team we have at our office um you know very thankful for that everybody does a great job and too you know being on a great podcast that always helps too right so uh <laughs> it's a uh, it's awesome but uh, no had a great time um have no complaints for 2021 hopefully 2022 will be better so
0: all right, Dawn.
3: Um, I'm going to say the staff, man. We've had, we have a great crew right now. I mean, we've had some turnover from people, you know, moving around through the channel and stuff like that. And we have, we picked up some really phenomenal folks this year and we have a strong, strong team. So I am incredibly impressed and proud of the people that we have.
0: All right. And Mr. Chad.
2: Well, it's uh, health and happiness. You can't uh, you can't buy health. You can make all the money in the world, but you can't buy that. So my family's doing well, and uh, and, and you know, my friends are doing well, and so that's uh, that's all I can really ask for. Uh, my team, obviously, uh, you're only as strong as the weakest link. So I'm thankful that I got a a team, a good team in place, and uh, business is doing well. And yeah, like Jason said, uh, 2022 it'll definitely be interesting, and uh, aim for the aim for the sky.
0: All right. Well, as for me and my business, I need to be happy for me, just simply staying healthy and (laughs) being around to do everything. Of course, I have to thank the wife for holding things down here in the fort. And as we exit 2021 and enter 22, it will be 20 years that her and I have been married. She has not kicked me out yet. She has survived. She puts up with a lot. So... There will be a lot to be thankful for on the family side of things. The business just trucks along. We make enough money. She got she got her addition to the pool and uh some, some rooms redone and next year she'll get even more, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if you guys had planned to hang around into group two, but you're welcome to. I'm gonna take a quick break here. We're gonna do another video uh that were submitted by listeners and guests alike. And I do have to say, folks, this has been a fantastic year for the podcast. This will be my fifth year finishing up the podcast, over 300 shows, and it has been much better than I ever imagined. Didn't think I would actually go five years, but I did. And with a few changes, we might see if we can make it another five, and with that, Stay with me through the break and we will continue more on the 2021 Holiday Podcast.
8: Hey there, Marvin, and the PodNuts Pro audience. Dave Sobel here, host of the Business of Tech podcast. You and yours have a great holiday and a Merry Christmas. Hey,
7: Marvin, happy holidays from the ASCII group. We really appreciate you and obviously all the great stuff you do with PodNuts podcast.
3: Happy
5: holidays from the ASCII group. Woo! I'm Diana Giles with Skyline IT Management. To all the other IT owners out there, and the other listeners of Marvin's podcast, I wish you a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous and Happy New Year. A
1: foundation would like to wish the podcast
4: community a happy holidays and a very prosperous 2022. Happy,
0: happy Holidays! All right, we have moved into our second group session of the holiday podcast. Uh, I, I think I, I got re- shorter. Yeah, you did. I was going to say, something's wrong with that, and you you shrunk again. (laughs) Uh, So I removed Chad from the chat uh, or from the group. Uh, He stepped away, uh, and what I'm going to do is equalize out the screen by bringing in the newest darling of the channel. She is now an international podcast star. We are talking about Diana Giles with Skyline IT Management. Giles, how are you?
5: I'm good. How are you guys
0: we're good we're good how are, are you how are you of international fame now
5: <laughs> i don't know about that but <laughs> happy to see all of you guys
0: all right uh, do you know i know you know the millers do you know don sizer from third element consulting yes,
5: we've, we've been on uh some ascii calls together
0: ah very nice very nice <laughs> All right, so Dan, I think you you were in the back, uh, green room listening to us. Uh, anything to add to our discussion from earlier?
5: Uh, let's see. Um, I was, I guess, the latest thing I was thinking about was what I was thankful for, and that was that. I was exposed to COVID last week and didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> so we have family, you know, in town and all kinds of things going on, of course, like a lot of other people do. So I think that was, that was what I was most thankful for. I had a client that exposed me, uh, found out a couple of days later. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Those darn clients. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, Giles, do you have your external speakers go in there? Because I think we're hearing an echo.
5: Okay, let me let me work. Now, out. Have you
0: adjust? And meanwhile, folks, I have with me my second drink of the evening, uh a little Borden eggnog that I will be pouring and this is some sort of mystery kahlua that the wife gave me before I left the house. And this is going to be going into a tech marketing engine cup because I don't have anything great here at the office, but the tech marketing engine was my favorite Vendor gift from the Tecton Unplugged, so that uh, will be my beverage. Uh, I don't see. I still don't see any of you drinking. What's what's going on here? Uh, Don, you said you would be. Uh...
3: Yeah, so I, I was a little sick earlier this week, so oh. I kind of like decided to not do that tonight.
0: All right. As I stir.
5: Can we test? Is it better?
0: That's, that sounded good right there.
5: Okay. Good.
0: That's
5: I have story. a beverage.
0: You have a you have a beverage. Uh-huh. What do you have?
5: There we go. I have a Christmas Negroni.
0: A Christmas what? Negroni. <laughs> Can you spell Is that, that right?
5: please? <laughs> it's uh, Campari and Vermouth and uh, Rye.
8: Ooh. Okay. It's spelling. All
0: right.
5: <laughs> Apparently you haven't heard of that, Marvin. No,
0: I've not. I'm a, I'm normally a basic beer kind of guy. I my uh my palate runs towards Sam Adams and whatever's in that that family. And we have a question from the chat. No Chris. No whiskey. That probably wasn't for me. That was probably for you, Don.
3: No, no, there's no whiskey in this tonight. No. Or scotch or rum or anything good.
0: All right. So I see another member of our second group has joined us in the green room. I will bring her to the stage. So she used to be a Florida gal. She has moved from, I don't know, Minnesota to Florida to Vegas to somewhere and back to Florida. And uh, talking about, call that girl, Lisa Hendrickson. Lisa, how are you?
4: Hey, guys.
0: Why are you laughing? I'm
4: good. And I'm still in Florida.
0: You're still in Florida.
7: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Two years now, haven't moved.
0: All right. Is that, a, is that a record for being in the state of Florida?
4: Uh, yes. It's a record. I
0: was in Vegas three years, so, you know. Okay. Here Michael. All right, yeah, Don. I know you need here. to. Don. I know you need to leave. So we'll go ahead and say goodbye. Thank you very much for uh, Bye, hopping on. Bye. All right, Lisa. I'm sorry you said what. Um, okay. Your uh, time in Vegas was how long?
4: Two years. Uh, I was in Vegas three years, so I've been here two. Okay. And uh, finally, getting the feel of everything. It took a while, you know. You move somewhere, and you finally want to make it a community. So. I'm finally in a community.
0: Okay, and and for yeah. the record, you're on the west coast of Florida.
4: Yes, Gulf side, down in Fort Myers.
0: Fort huh. Myers, Florida.
4: Yeah, have you been new? over here lately?
0: Yeah, I drive through a lot.
4: Yeah.
0: I don't know right when Tamiami. These... Yeah, I don't stop.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can go. With... without stopping there's about 50 stoplights in this town
0: yeah i stay on 75 and head on up to tampa yeah all right and before we get going here i see another person has jumped in the chat and oh my goodness he has the wall of my goodness you know him as the flute master he basically is the trainer of cable testing for the last 20 years Mike Panaki from Network Protocol Specialists. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you, Marvin? I'm good. Uh, are those all <laughs> flukes behind you? That's the first question I need to ask. Those are all flukes
7: behind me. Yes, we just got done doing a class recently, so I still have those set up. We've got it set up so people can remote into those during class and drive mm-hmm. them through their web browser. So that way they get that hands-on experience without actually having to have an analyzer sit right in front of them.
0: Okay, sweet. All right. So let me go back and ask the two newest people in here, Lisa, I'll start with you. How was your 2021?
4: Pretty good. I think I'm actually going to be up a little bit from last year and 2020, I was up from 19. So I did well in the pandemic. So I, I should do good again. And hoping in 2022, I can do better even. I've worked on a lot of business process changes. I think every year I tend to make a few more changes based on the failures of the last year I found. So every year I fine-tune a little bit here, things I will say no to. That's become real important to me. Saying no is very important, like most important thing. Or it turned into a yes, but it's on mine, how I want to run it this time. I used to let clients run the show a lot, and I don't do that anymore. So it makes it a lot easier.
0: All right. Lisa is known as the Outlook expert in the area and channel. Uh, you've added some additional services uh, to that, not just your training and 365 migration and Google fixes, right?
4: Well, I kind of – Started doing a lot more 365 work this year, a lot more. Like with the Teams and the SharePoint and a lot of my calls start off as we have a big OneDrive problem and then I go immediately, you have a home account, personal business all mixed up. So I end up reconfiguring all of that, flipping them to Teams, setting up their Teams, teaching them how to do it and that's a good two or three hour call. So that's a lot of my work I do now. And uh, still do a lot of work too, but I added on the training. And that's going a little slow, but I'm not in a hurry because I still enjoy what I do now. So I am just slowly blending it in.
0: All right. Yeah. Sounds good. And Mike, obviously you still doing the training, did it class, you said. Uh, how are things for you guys? You know,
7: it's been an interesting couple of years. It, it, the training that we've done for the last 11 years has all been, on, all been either on-site, or a hotel room or out at a site. And so, Mm -hmm. what, a couple years ago, prior to the pandemic, I had started working on how could we offer this remotely. So when the pandemic hit, we were ready to start offering it remotely. One of the challenges that we've run into is getting people to buy into doing online training. Mm -hmm. And it's been, you know, and what's interesting is just last week, I had somebody that said, absolutely not. You have to come on site. You have to do the training in person. And I said, I'll tell you what, give me half an hour. You know, we'll set up a Zoom. I'll set it up so you can remote into one of these testers. And if I can't convince you in half an hour that this is better than doing the in-person, then I will see what I can do about coming out. So within five minutes of this person clicking on the analyzer remotely he said, Okay, I'm sold. It's a done deal. He said, You mean we don't have to bring all of our people from all of our different branches into one location, take them all out of the field at the same time, do all this? And I said, Yeah. He said, Okay, that's great. So we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Um, yeah, you know, it's been a different year in that the, uh, Uta, who's worked with me for, she and I've worked together for 20 years. I uh, got sick in September and has been out sick since then. Mm. And so she just let me know that she's retiring at the end of this year. No. So, you know, it's it's hard losing a, a person that, you know, has, be, has been my business partner really for the last 20, you know, at least 12 years in this business. And, you know, we worked together for a long time. So things are, you know, staff wise are contracting a little bit, which I found isn't it's given me an opportunity to go through and automate some things. Uh, I, you know, I've gotten to go back in and write some VBA scripts to, you know, speed up. Uh, you know, one of the things we do is we create a merge document that creates the certificates for everyone after class. And the way that UTA had been doing it is, you know, print the current page, print it to a PDF and, you know, 15, 20 minutes of looking up how to do that with a script, I wrote a macro that does the whole thing in a couple minutes. minutes. Nice. So it's been, it it's given me an opportunity to go back and implement some of my programming skills and create massive spreadsheets right now that, you know, put everything in the formats that I needed in. So going through and automating
0: things. So, you know, we're, I'm looking forward to 2022 and see how things go there. Yep, nothing like losing a key member of your staff to force you to innovate and, and make things work.
7: Well, you know, and, and just in the way she had always done things, she wanted to do, she always did things on paper. And because she ran the whole registration part of the, the business, that worked for her. But when somebody ends up in the hospital and you can't see them for a month and everything they were doing was on paper, uh, you know, I called her husband and said, "I need to come down to her office and, and her own office and <laughs> see what she does. everything off her desk <laughs> and come back and start putting together, going through QuickBooks, see who paid, and you know, put everything together so that we could continue doing what we need to do."
0: Mm. That is uh, that is something. Well, we wish her the best, and obviously, since she feels it's time to retire, we wish her happiness in retirement. And the joy of, does that mean that you're going back to being a solopreneur? Pretty much
7: my wife and I. Okay. My, my wife has begrudgingly come along and you know she's, uh, she is a puzzle solver. And so it's like we've been doing all this remodeling and I bought 160 feet of uh, trim for around the house. And I measured it all out and I said, hey, I need you to help me with this. And she goes, oh, come on, you're just teasing me. I said, no. Well, I need, I want to reduce the amount of waste that I have. So I want to make sure I get the right cuts out of every piece and she can't resist that. Uh-huh. So she grabbed onto that and I have ended up with like two inch pieces of scrap out of each one. So it's um, it's been, we work very, very well together. And she is much like Uta in that she is very structured and organized. And I not. But. All right.
0: So Millers, <laughs> is that, is that a child or an animal that's uh, rummaging around behind you? Behind yeah, me? No, the Millers. The dog. Oh, the that's dog. the dog. Okay. Uh, can you hear? Oh, of course. <laughs> oh,
1: she's <laughs> sleeping.
0: So. She's either stomping or snoring or something. I couldn't figure out which one. Uh-huh. All oh, right. So, so let me ask a holiday festive question now and try to stay away from tech. And I'll start with, uh, Giles and then Lisa so tell me what are some of the fun holiday traditions that you guys have enjoyed
5: well uh, we tend to do more on Christmas Eve with our family that I kind of married into that uh, my family Christmas Day was always kind of a bigger deal but with my husband's family it' was Christmas Eve so we'll go to church and then we will go eat and then we'll come back to our house and open a bunch of gifts and it worked out well because my uh my son that's married uh his wife my daughter-in-law their her family uh their biggest kind of celebration is Christmas day so it really worked out so we don't have to there's not too much you know tugging back and forth and and trying to get everybody to be able to spend time with you know the family they want to be with at the time they want to be with them. But this year, my brother and his family are going to be up and my parents. And so we're going to have a, we're going to have a lot of stuff going on here on Christmas Eve. But, uh, that's, that's kind of our, I mean, our traditions, they're kind of just the normal traditions as far as, you know, there's not anything uh, now that our kids are grown and we don't, uh, do some of the the Santa things. (laughs) It's kind of just your standard, standard traditions.
0: All right. Yeah. Seems as though as soon as the kids are gone, those things can stop, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're not uh, putting
4: things together at two AM anymore. <laughs> yeah, nice.
0: Uh Lisa, how about you?
4: Um, I'm making new traditions this year down here in uh Florida. I've been finding my community. We're doing a lot of parties. So I call it our um this is our hurricane party crew for when we have one next summer. <laughs> I, I haven't been home in a couple of years cause of COVID. So I last year didn't do anything. Mm. And this year I've just got invited to a lot of parties and I was happy about that. All right. Like, you know, cause new friends here and everything. Yeah. So
0: nothing a like while. a, nothing like a Florida party in winter.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the Miller's now, have you guys moved into the big house yet?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We moved in here a long time ago. So,
0: okay. Um, any new traditions being in the, in the new house?
1: I don't
4: know what we doing. I have a pretty tree that matches all my teal stuff, and then we have the kids have their tree. Yeah.
0: So, the kids have their own separate tree.
4: Yes, with all of their ornaments. Is that
0: is that for decoration purposes so they don't mess up your tree?
4: Yes.
1: Well, she has to have the pretty, perfect-looking teal tree that matches all the rest of the teal in the house, and then you know, kids make ornaments in school and everything else, and when they're little and all that stuff so then you have the traditional you know all the kids ornaments tree so uh and family ornaments
0: so and never shall they touch the professional tree with the real ornaments
4: no
1: nah. <laughs> no they don't get to touch the pretty tree so.
4: the pretty tree
1: <laughs> all right the pretty trees downstairs in the formal living room and then upstairs we have a you know we call it the game room with all the game systems and you know, all it's decorated in like you know star wars and nintendo stuff and all that stuff but anyways that's where the, you know, less formal tree is with all the kids' ornaments. So that's where they hang out a lot, so.
0: All right. I don't think I saw a picture of the big tree. Is uh, First of all, how big is it?
2: It's just seven and a half.
4: Foot. Oh, I, 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 I thought it'd be like
0: a 12-foot tree.
4: <laughs> no, I only have nine-foot ceilings, so I couldn't get too big.
0: What? So. That house looked like it would have 12-foot ceilings on all three floors and then it may maybe a ten foot ceiling in the basement, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something
1: like that. But yeah, it's nine foot ceilings everywhere. So,
0: all right. And Mike, I understand you've uh, got some visitors this Christmas. So is that usual for you or unusual?
7: Well, we've got my ki- my kids are going to be coming over. So I've got a son that graduated from Washington State University this year. That's working over in Pullman at an accounting firm, and yeah, uh, you know, it's it's all trying to work out schedules with everyone. Cause now that you, know, you start getting girlfriends and boyfriends and you get uh, all those things, it's uh, we've got my kids coming over on Christmas Eve morning. We're doing Christmas Eve morning with them. And then my wife's son's coming over. He's, he's the one that said, I just want to sit around and drinks French 75s and watch uh, Paul Blart. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we can, we can certainly do that. all. Night, Parble- so.
0: Paul Bart Malkop or whatever. Is yes. that what he Yeah, That's so not a know, Christmas
7: we, movie, is it? It is actually a Thanksgiving movie about, you know, they're getting ready for Christmas. Okay. We've always associated with Christmas. We watched the definitive Christmas movie the other night, and that's Die Hard. There you and go. So there you uh, go. Yeah,
0: That's usually the music I play before the holiday party, but I, you know, tricked it up a little this year.
7: No, our, our favorite, and actually, we got to go see it in the theater a couple of years ago. Was uh, White Christmas?
0: So oh. we always
7: make sure. Yeah, we watch White Christmas. We watch. Wait a minute,
0: what? It was in a. Are you, you're talking about White Christmas with Bing Crosby?
7: Yes, and Danny Kay.
0: Yeah, and that and, was yeah. that was played live. It was in a
7: big theater. They, they, the, uh, the theaters here were going through and playing some of the classic movies ah, like that nice. in the theater. So it was fun to go sit in you know, the actual theater and get to see that. Nice. that.
5: I saw that movie last year for the first time. What? Really? I had never seen it, and my daughter-in-law said it was one of her favorite movies. And so one night, I, you know over Christmas break, I watched it.
0: Those movies are fantastic. White Christmas, Holiday Inn. It's a wonderful desk, life. De-
7: uh, desk set is another good one with yeah. Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. That's uh, that's one that we watch. And you know we've watched uh, Christmas Vacation twice. We both were tired from working on the house, so we fell asleep at the beginning. Woke up at the end.
0: I've never we have You got to watch that a couple. I've times. never seen those all the way through. Uh, it was running at the cabin. There was a whole series of movies at the cabin and vacation. And I guess there was a vacation too, um, yeah. that was up there. A Euro- and, European vacation. Yeah, and I didn't care for either of them. And of course, um, Home Alone, those movies, nice. I didn't like, and didn't didn't watch. Now, sometimes I'll watch a Christmas story, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not big on the Christmas movies. Are now the Millers? You guys are probably still big on some movies, right?
1: Hmm. No, yeah. I mean we usually end up watching the Christmas story and you know the vacations and all that good stuff. But, I mean uh, it's not like we sit down specifically to watch the movies or anything like that on Christmas. We're usually busy with family and stuff. So.
4: Do you guys like the movie The Miller? <laughs> <laughs> we are
8: the Miller. We are the Miller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yep. I've seen that. It's, it's a good movie. So the boys
4: have been watching <laughs> of Christmas movies at my mom's house since they're out of school. Give them something to do during the day.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: We're talking about going to see Spider-Man on Christmas Day, so,
0: yeah. Spider-Man? Wait a minute.
5: Everybody who's seen it loves it. Matrix 4
0: is coming out Christmas Day, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but when you get that on HBO Max, you stream that, uh, Matrix 4.
5: It's
0: out today.
1: Yeah, it's out today on HBO Max. It's out today? Yeah, if you have HBO Max uh, subscribers,
0: you can watch it. That's a big screen kind of movie, though. That is a big screen kind of movie. I've only, I don't have, well... Trying to be delicate because I know the wife will watch this back someday because um, she wants an 80 inch screen which we're not getting.
4: Um, <laughs> not, it's, all all in, all, it's uh, might be available in 2022. You never know.
0: The 80 Did inch. Get her what she wants. <laughs> her what she wants. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you, you need the 80 inch beside the pool that you just redid. You know, you need the pool house, and then you need like the, you know the fire pit. You know. we'll move
0: the 55 out by the pool, and then. Put something bigger.
1: I'm trying to help Kim out here. I know he?
0: you're trying. I know what you're trying <laughs> to do. <laughs> That's not how it works. Tennessee man. Uh, yeah, Matrix Four. That looks uh, be, looks pretty good. I think. Yeah, it looks awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. To, I want to see that. Um, but um, our kids are wanting to see Spider Man, so and it's in the theaters too. So so probably go see that one.
0: I right, I don't think I've seen the trailers properly. So this is not your typical re-envisioning of spider-man this is something where like a whole bunch of villains pop up out of some next dimension and they all come back to life because of spider-man or something what what is this what is the premise of this
1: and yeah, since talking about the multiverse they're trying to tie all the stuff together and the, you know adjacent timelines and all this other craziness and bring iron man back in the series and all this you know captain america they're going to bring all this stuff back around uh you know maybe different characters playing them stuff like that different timelines different areas so it's a lot of confusion you know what i'm saying it's like but it's
0: cool because it's marvel so in other words robert downey jr didn't want to stay dead and wanted to keep making money off iron man right
1: well, I've heard that he's not going to be Iron Man. If they're, they're actually casting somebody else to play Iron Man in the future movies. You know, and that's rumor mill. So, um, I guess it depends on. I guess we'll see is the answer to that. But uh, from what I've understood, he's not coming back. But I don't know. Somebody may know more of me. So we may.
7: I'm sure Lisa one knows. Just, one that we just watched that <laughs> I had not even heard of until I looked. I was wa- looking at YouTube. Is new guy with Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. Oh, I've seen the previews, but I haven't. I Haven't seen,
5: seen the movie. It is.
7: It is. It is a fun. I. My wife jokes that she's not sure who likes Ryan Reynolds more, me or her. But <laughs> it is. It is fun. It is funny. It is heart. It is heartwarming. It. It's just. It is a really, really good movie, and I think we watched it on Prime for like three dollars or something and i i highly highly recommend it it is a sleeper of a movie and just really really good good hearted movie
0: so do I'll you think it. his do you think his character would be more like it was in the proposal with sandra bullock or will it be more like the hitman's bodyguard with samuel l jackson
7: <laughs> okay i love the hitman's bodyguard i think he is well, okay, and the other one that he's in recently with The Rock and Gal Galat is Red Notice, yeah, which also was a really good movie. I thought was a good movie, but um, he just he plays just kind of this guy that is in the background until he isn't, and then he he um, adapts quite well. But it's it was just a really and we don't watch a lot of the. Marvel-type movies and things like that, and when I put this on, I kind of thought, yeah, I don't know how how this is going to go, and then it worked out fantastic. So,
0: All right. good good movie. Dana, are we, are we losing you? These are, you know, a lot of these movies are like R and stuff like that. Are you able to watch those? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> I just am. I'm not that into, you know, the... Marvel and, and those, although, I, I mean, I, I do enjoy, I've seen, you know, Iron Man and, and all of that, but those aren't my go-to, they're, they're kind of like the ones I'll go if I'm invited, you know, if my husband wants to go see those, I'll go.
0: So. All right. Sounds like we need to talk to your husband.
5: <laughs> well, my, my boys have both seen uh, the Spider-Man, they both liked it, so they just saw it the other day.
0: All right. Very nice. Very nice.
7: Since we cut the cable, we've been trying to get through Christmas without the Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, mm. And uh, so fortunately, Netflix has some good ones.
0: But. Well, I can tell you this. Um, we have avoided Hallmark as well. But UpTV seems to have all the new Hallmark-style movies. So the, when I've come home the TV has been on Up TV quite a lot. <laughs>
4: YouTube TV has the Hallmark channel.
0: Yeah, I don't care. Oh, it
7: does.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Which one which Sign one Act. was it that was the offensive <laughs> one? Was it Hallmark or Lifetime that was Lifetime. And okay. even
7: worse is the Learning Channel, which I don't know where are they get getting... What's that? TLC? Yeah. What's What's
4: wrong with that channel? <laughs> She's like, oh, some gonna...
7: of the some of the series they have on there. It's kind of it, because isn't that the one where they have like ninety day fiance? That's like
0: yeah, my favorite yeah. show on earth. So, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I can, I ninety day that. fiance was good the first couple of years. <laughs> I can't watch the regular shows, but we watch the pillow talk versions.
4: Okay, mm. there's also I'm the like... sister wives. It's on no, nope. no. Nope. six hundred pound wife. Yeah. No. Nope. All
0: those nope crazy. Shows. The pill popper or the pimple popper was on there. <laughs> oh my god.
4: <laughs> and then and then the Thousand Pound Sisters. Oh yeah, yeah. And I yeah, I, I just watch them all. And and I've been watching a lot of HBO Max. I subscribed to that last summer and just to watch the Sopranos because I was in a binge, you know, I needed to binge something and after that I was like, oh, I'll just keep it. You know, now I'm watching Sex in the City. And that's, that's been depressing. Yes.
0: I, just, I heard it's not good.
7: Ben's <laughs> I mean,
4: like, watching Yellowstone. Oh.
1: That's really good. I'm not a cowboy type of wild. movie type of guy, but Yellowstone's actually really good. So
0: Didn't that Costner, Kai, didn't he get beat up or killed or something? Beat up. The, beat up.
4: The prequel, 1883, was actually having a world premiere in our hotel that we were when we were in Vegas two weeks ago. So all those people were in our hotel.
1: Yeah, we gotta oh, see Jimmy from the
0: series and uh, Sam Elliott was Elliot. there.
4: They were doing podcasts and you could see him through the glass. It's pretty cool.
0: You wanna reach down there next to your dog and pick up those names you dropped? <laughs> <laughs> uh Sam Elliott, that dude, man, I I uh I didn't think he was still acting, but he looks the same.
4: Right. Yes, he does. Yeah.
1: yeah, we started watching the eighteen eighty three series. It's more more it's older, wet, Western. older Western, so it's kind of like, eh, eh, but it's it's actually good. So, um like
4: Tim McGraw Faith Hill,
1: and yeah, Tim McGraw Faith Hill. Uh, what was the other guy?
4: Tom Hanks.
1: Tom Hanks, and then uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks
0: gotcha. is the other guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> yeah, Billy Bob Thornton was in it, so <laughs> it's like, hey, there's Billy Bob. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's just all these characters are showing up. I wasn't expecting Tom Hanks in that movie either, or in the series, whatever you want to call it. But yeah.
7: Okay, I just started rewatching The Sopranos because I'd watched the what is it um, Saints of New or New Jersey or whatever the movie was, and then they played the theme song for The Sopranos at the end. It's like, oh, I know, man, I got to watch that again. So I started rewatching that series. I've only binged it twice, but the <laughs> first time was in
4: like 2007 after it was already done, and I didn't have HBO, so I watched all the Netflix. Remember on the old DVDs that you had to order. Yeah. Yeah. You
7: could order. Them. Yeah. I had, to,
4: I had to, the whole series in the queue. So every time I got three, I'd watch them and send them back every time. And then this summer I was like, Oh man, it was just so awesome to watch it again. It just brought back the memories and it, feeling the characters. And then I started watching a bunch of YouTubes with the Sopranos guys who are doing the podcast since the pandemic. And that's been a lot of fun.
7: I like it. Kind of along the lines of what we do, uh, have any of you seen Halt and Catch Fire? I've never gotten into it, but I've and seen it. I watched the whole series, and it was hard for it to end. And they really, if you, I watched, it was hard at the, be, you know, at the beginning, it was kind of hard to get going. But then once I started watching it, and you saw the parallels of, you know, compact computers and, and so on with the characters that they had in there. Um, they did they did a good job. I, I ended up binging that whole series. And at the end, it's kind of like, now what do I do? I, I was yeah. a little depressed that it was over.
0: So I have a hard time getting into shows like that because I always find that they don't really capture the tech industry the way that they should. So did that do a good job of that or – I think it did a pretty good,
7: it did a pretty good job of, you know, a lot of it was how the uh, bulletin boards, you know, they started with computers, but then they moved into, you know, dial in and bulletin boards and all that. And then, you know, the internet and just kind of, you know, how that grew and the, some of the challenges that they ran into and so on. I thought that they addressed fairly well
0: in that. All right. Now, Millers, I don't know if you're staying through the third segment here, so before we we move on, uh, there was a tech question asked in the chat, and since this is a technology show, let us get that question. Uh, Jason, have you started using the UDM Pro, or are you still staying away from it? So I assume there's a little pre-story to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've, I've talked before about the UDM series, uh, the UDM on Ubiquity, for people that don't know, have a built-in cloud key or controller in the unit itself. Uh, we host our own controllers in the cloud for all of our Ubiquity gear, and we actually have three different servers uh, with all the devices we have. But UDM, UDMs you cannot add to your own hosted controller because they have their own controller built in. Uh, so we stayed away from them because of that. Uh, I feel more like the UDMs are like a prosumer device. I know people use them in small businesses and stuff like that, but typically uh, we use uh, Sonic Walls for our, our clients, uh, so we don't usually use a lot of um, Ubiquiti's firewall products. Uh, you know, for like a small client or hotel or something like that, we'll end up using, um, you know, USG or USG Pro or something like that. If it's, if they're not a managed client, we're okay using their Ubiquiti firewall products if they don't want to spend the money for a Sonic Wall. Uh, but managed clients, we don't let them use any kind of Ubiquity firewall. Uh, and then, like in my house, um, I didn't use a UDM Pro. I used a UXG Pro, uh, which UXG is basically the, um, kind of like a UDM, but it's an uh, enterprise firewall that you can actually attach to a cloud controller. Uh, so that's what we use there. And it's basically uh, better processor, RAM, all that good stuff, more, more speed and stuff. And then... Um, in these UDMs, and then you can attach it to a cloud controller and do everything from there. Um, We've got about three of the UXG pros uh, deployed, and they work well. All
0: right. So, Giles, you're going to order like 10 of those in the next week, I understand, right?
5: Yeah.
1: Well, well it's kinda hard you, to get you, some of those right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, What's what is this guy even talking about? And it's like all this stuff, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah but yeah, notice how her fun. her logistical question what uh response was that, oh, I don't think they're available right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. The the UXG pros are about five hundred bucks a piece, so they're you know, fairly expensive, you know, um firewalls for ubiquity anyways, not like a Sonic wall. Those are much more expensive, but um, you know, they're Touted as enterprise, but they're nowhere near a sonic wall. So
5: we have a UDM Pro at my husband's clinic, and it oh, yeah? it's good for that. It's you know, just got yeah. the cameras, it's got protect. And, uh, yeah,
1: that's uh, that's what they got going for them is it's all in one device, so it's cheaper uh, to buy that. But like at my house, I bought the UXG Pro, I bought the switch, I bought the MBR. You know, so everything's separate. If I want to replace a router, I can replace a router. Um, and then same thing for a couple of larger. Um, like we did a, a VA a campus wireless deployment. We're using the UXG Pro there just for the simple fact of it's just public Wi-Fi. It doesn't have to be heavily filtered or anything. We're using a DNS filtering product on top of it. Uh, but, it, you know, it can handle all the traffic. It has a 10-gig port because we have major fiber backbone coming into that place. Uh, so it really, really helped out in getting the Internet and stuff like that. And, too, it's all cloud-managed. So you can tell when stuff's up and down really cool stuff, but uh, UDM, nothing wrong with it. I, I'm not anti UDM pro. I know it means for somebody beats me up on Facebook, but, uh, but uh, I, I just don't personally use them because for our clients, we have a process like to streamline things, like to put it all in one controller to where we can get alerts to our ticketing system. If you have a bunch of those things everywhere, then you can set up alerts on every single one of these things. It's, it's just, you know, too much. So uh, for us anyways, all
0: right, well, Jason, thank you. That will conclude our technical portion of the evening. So for those of you that uh, tuned in live or if you're listening back and you've gotten your tech fill, that was it. So, guys, I want to thank you. This is going to conclude our second portion of the evening. But feel free to stay through if you'd like. And uh, we just finished up with Jason and Rachel Miller, Diana Giles, Mike Panaki, and Lisa Hendrickson. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be a little musical interlude and it's going to it's gonna be a little lengthy here because I had planned to use this as a bathroom break. So if you are listening through audio playback, um, you'll be cut over to the audio on the next podcast there. Those of you watching live here or on the playback video, just stay through here and we will be right back. And guys, uh, thank you again and... If you stay, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome back to Podnuts Pro. This is part three of our 2021 holiday podcast. And if you've listened to the previous two parts, we are continually joined here by Jason Miller and Diana Giles. Guys, thank you for hanging out. We've got a couple of other people that have popped into the green room here, but we'll get them on in just a second. And Jason, you all right there? You, you settled?
1: I'm settled. Sorry, <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> I is uh,
1: chair unstuck from the desk?
0: So. Okay. Is the uh, is the diva done? Is she gone?
1: Yeah, gotta put the kids in bed, and all, right. you know, all that good stuff. So not bed, but get them showers and bed, right. and you know all that good jazz. So.
0: We'll talk about her then. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's see here, Giles. You're hanging with us through the night. Sweet. Why
5: is? it It said you're in the show, and so I didn't want to move because said people could see me
0: all right, well, if you want me to boot you, I will, but uh while you're I'm deciding happy
5: to be here as long as
0: you want all right, so let's go ahead and bring in our next guest uh He was a newcomer to the podcast this year, he has his own podcast. Uh, home gadget geeks. He is a fellow podcaster. He is a tech junkie and uh, knows a lot more about home gadgets than I do. He is Jim Collison with Gallup. Jim, how are you? Hey, Marv. Good to see you. Good to see Good you. Good to be here. All right. You are in your usual position. Yeah, I'm a little intimidated by all this enterprise chat. What's that, <laughs> is it, going on here? Yeah. Too much for the UDM Pro and the yeah, Sonic wall a little, a little much,
8: a little much at times I'm kind of more on the home side, but but uh you know it's 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 good to hear what the other side is doing
0: all right, well, you know some of that enterprise stuff can trickle down into the home
8: yeah, I hope not <laughs> it gets too- it gets too complicated actually, I live in a world I started on a home server show where we, all we talked about is you know building home servers and home storage and all those all those good things And a lot of the enterprise, you know, we would grab from the enterprise to bring it down and it just gets so complicated. You know, it doesn't, I don't know, for the average consumer, they just kind of, they kind of go, you know, when you talk to them, they're just like, I can't do this. You know, so we try to focus a little bit more
0: on kind of the average consumer products. All right. So the trouble that I've had is to go the other way where I've looked at trying to do uh, the, other NAS drives, not the, you know, HP, you know, Sans, the Synology NASes, uh, looked at True NAS and looked at that other one you introduced me to. I, the name escapes me right now.
8: Synology or QNAP or
0: no, no, it oh, was Unraid. Unraid, yes. Yeah. I actually got. Uh, I took an old Datto box, enterprise and tried to do Unraid to it, which it worked, except I couldn't connect it to Active Directory. I couldn't do a bunch of stuff. And And that surprises me a little bit. I bet there's a Docker out
8: there for Active Directory.
0: Yeah, see, there's a whole other Docker. See, that's, again, not something I'm not familiar with.
8: Listen, the Unraid community is a little bit out of control. They are a really active open source community that if you challenge them to say, hey, can you do this on Unraid, they figure out a way to get it done. So... That is, anytime we podcast on Unraid, my numbers just go through the rough. Mm. It's a gigantic
0: community. All right. Well, I did reach out to the gentleman that uh, is in charge of Unraid, and he said that he would help me once I got time to, you know, Good. set up the box, update the software, and do all that. I just, one, I haven't had the time, and two, I'm thinking, this guy is just going to kill me. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's going to be no, like, you don't nice belong community.
8: here. <laughs> no, 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 no. They are a nice community. Listen, I don't belong here. Just to be honest, and they're a super nice community. They, you can with Unraid, you can be a simple. I have a totally simple setup with Unraid, a little bit of storage, multiple drives, doing some things. You can do that, or you can Weeger, my co-host, on there. Mike Weeger, he's in on everything. So with Unraid, you can kind of be simple. You can be very complex. It, it goes either way.
0: All right. Well, before we put you on the hot seat even more. Um, I'm going to bring in one more person here who's been sitting in the chat and it looks like he's in a dark room, but uh, he has been on the show before as well. Part of my peer group that I don't know if we're meeting. I don't think we've met once in 2021, uh, but Matt Foreman from the local circuit, Matt, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I am good, sir. What are you? Are you, uh, did they relegate you to the back patio?
6: Well, I'm a, uh... I'm in the bedroom.
0: <laughs> okay.
6: We, we sold our we sold our house, and I'm uh, we're in a rent house right now while we uh, are building an, our new home, and don't have a lot of I don't have an office anymore. I don't. and We have a few bedrooms short of what we need, so I'm as far away from the noise as possible.
0: I was going to say, she's not in the bed trying to you know ask you to stay quiet, is she?
6: <laughs> no, not right now.
0: All right. Well, if you need any home building tips, uh the Millers just built themselves a mansion. I mean a house.
6: <laughs> Good deal. All yeah, right. we just got our foundation down. They're fixing to start putting up the steel. We're building a barn dominium, so they're gonna start on Monday. So we're we're moving along.
0: A barn dominium.
6: Barn Dominium. What's it's, that? Uh, it is uh one large building that's got a house and a giant shop and it gets the name from people renovating a build like a barn into a condominium so they just merge the names together and so it's kind of a one of the things they do here in the country so we kind of put our barn and our house all together in one big building and that's what we're doing
0: so is that where you like walk in it's a big open space in the middle and when you go upstairs you actually got kind of like a loft looking thing where there's you know a railway hallway stuff and the bedrooms are all is that kind of what it is
6: uh i guess if you had a little bit more money than i do you could do that <laughs> yeah, Well we've, we've got uh we've got just one big grand room as we call it it's kind of a living room in the kitchen it's just a ours is going to be a, an l shape so straight down is all living kind of a communal area and then the bedrooms and stuff down there and and then the the kickoff on the L is one big uh, sixteen hundred square foot shop for me to build things and break things and park my toys.
0: All right, as I was going to say, that's not going to be your new office that you just moved last year, right?
6: No, nope, no, we're happy where we're at. Uh, this is this is too far out in the country to get good internet, so can't can't work from home too terribly much.
0: All right. Now so building houses seems to be a trend. Mil- Miller, you built your house. Uh Chad who was on early built his house. Uh mm-hmm. I will probably never build a house. Giles or Jim, have either of you uh did you guys build your houses?
5: Yes, but it was almost 20 years ago.
0: Oh, you did. <laughs>
5: <So>. <laughs> we survived.
0: Uh, no.
8: That's too much work. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's too much drama. It's always, you know, it's just there's always everybody I've watched do it gets done. And like, man, I, I'd never do this again. And so I was like, well, why, why do it in the beginning of the first one? I'll just take somebody else's, what, what somebody else has built.
0: Yeah. Well, I assume that the the draw is that you can, you know, customize everything to the mm-hmm. way that you want. But I always find that people that do that, once they move in, they're like, oh, you know what? I, I shouldn't have built it this way. Um, now, Jaws, you've been in your place, you know, twenty years. Um, what have you found, you know, in terms of things that you did that you wish you hadn't have done, or did you just make modifications? How's that been?
5: Yeah, um, I wish we had built our the closets in our bedroom bigger. We each have of our own course. closets, but they're pretty small.
0: <laughs> well, twenty years ago, closets were much different than uh, what right. we have now.
5: Yeah, so they're they're pretty small. But, I mean, um, there's little things here and there that I wish we had done different, but overall, uh, you know, that's it, good. Uh, my my, my husband is mm-hmm. much better at thinking through all that stuff and uh, really visualizing everything, and he, he was really more involved in the floor plan and all of that. So uh, he thought a lot about know. the lighting and the electrical, and we had it, you know, even back then <laughs> – uh, cat five cable you know throughout and so
0: nice nice now jason if i remember correctly closet is not an issue with you guys uh i, don't know. I believe you built a room for rachel a
1: room? no no i mean our closet our master bedroom i don't know it's probably like eight feet wide by 16 feet long or something i mean it's a big big closet yeah, that's, that's uh, a
0: that's a spare bedroom for most of us
1: yeah, you know, yeah, you can make a nursery out of it for sure. I mean, <laughs> but nah, nah, the closets in this house, and and it's not like we purposely did that. This layout of this plan that we picked already had the closets that huge. And uh, our house has two master bedrooms, and the second master bedroom on the second level has two closets, probably eight by ten closets or something like that. So they're pretty good size walk-in closets. Even our kids are, I don't know, probably six by ten. I mean. Houses nowadays have beer closets. I mean, it, even our last house had decent-sized closets, so I can't complain there. So.
0: Yeah, but see, where you guys live, it's much different. Florida, you know, most of these houses were, were built, when it was just simply a vacation area. People would come down, retire. So they didn't build big houses. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, and
1: cost of living here is a lot less, too, and the cost of building houses is a lot less. I true. Being, we had a client move from California, and, you know, $1.1 $1. $1 million is what he sold his house for, and it was 1,200 square feet. <laughs> you know, we didn't pay that for this house, and, you know, we got almost uh, 5,000 square feet. So, I mean, it's like huge difference in, you know, sizes of houses and the cost of living and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, um, it's a huge difference, I guess you'd say. Land's cheaper, you know, a lot of what you're paying for in these big cities and and, and, metropolitan areas are are land i mean it's expensive and even for like a quarter of an acre or something but you know it's not a not that expensive here we got plenty of it so so.
0: yeah we don't have a lot of land here our neighbors are pretty much right on top of us and we'll have empty lots so we're east so just to give everybody an idea we are 4.4 miles from the beach which is close enough That she can go when she wants, but far enough that we don't have to deal with, you know, beach traffic and spring breakers and that sort of stuff. We're on the west side of 95, which 10 years ago, that would have been great for insurance purposes because we would have not been in a flood zone or we would not have been in a uh, first level evacuation zone. Mm -hmm. They've changed all of that. So we are now in a flood zone. So our insurance has gone up about a thousand bucks a year. Uh, because of that, um, and because we were west of 95, we actually paid about 300 grand less than literally, you know, 100 yards on the other side of 95. It's a huge difference, so, um, but I'm happy. You don't,
1: need, you don't need flood insurance here. We're on a hill. If um, it if floods, we need an arc, not a <laughs> not flood insurance, so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, huge uh, hills and mountains here, so.
0: Yeah. All right. You know,
1: Florida. I, I can definitely see you're, you're paying a lot for being nice weather and beach is what I'm sure what you're paying for. So
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Jim, I saw you had a beverage there. What is your beverage of choice this evening? Well, It's, it's Christmas time. You got to
8: drink Shiner Christmas cheer. Oh, hang on. Let me, uh, or holiday cheer, I guess. I want to call it Christmas cheer for whatever reason, but we'll, so Shiner holiday cheer is the tradition on home gadget geeks. we, we, Every Christmas, that's that's their uh, beer out of Texas, just reminds me of Christmas. It's always good. This is my last one, and they're hard to find this time of year. They they sell out pretty fast. So. Matt, is
0: that a a beer that you know?
6: Yes, very very familiar with Shiner.
0: All right, well, Jim, meet Matt. Matt lives in Texas. I'm sure he can uh, help you procure yeah. some he's, some Shiner he's beer right
6: next to the brewery. I would imagine. <laughs> Not really far, but, yeah, uh, no, no shortage around here for that anyway. Yeah, we,
0: we enjoy Shiner up here and here in Nebraska. Yeah, all right. So, guys, let me ask this. I asked the last group, you know, if they had any special holiday traditions and we went around there and then we talked about holiday movies. Uh, let me just ask, is there um, anything that you remember as kind of like your favorite Christmas memory? growing up hmm. or do you want to answer holiday trivia <laughs> uh,
6: growing up I mean it was I don't know man we it a great thing but the holidays for us was just travel I mean I, that's what I when I think about I mean yes there's that the family stuff or whatnot but when I think back uh on that it's it's Traveling. I mean, that's what we did. Our, we were so spread out that uh, that's just what, honestly, the holiday brings to mind for me, unfortunately, <laughs> for, for the girl. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, just I just loved uh, spending time with my grandparents uh, growing up, uh, especially in, when you're separated and get that, that time together with them.
0: All right. Jim?
8: Yeah, first Christmas away from home, I was 18. I was in the military. I got stationed in Schweinfurt, Germany and uh we watched christmas eve we watched so there was a group of us you know you're far away from home and so there was a group of us that got together on christmas eve and we watched white christmas and if you know that movie at the end you know they're waiting for snow and at the end it snows and somebody no kidding i'm not making this up somebody goes it's snowing outside it is during that part and we we're like all right you know whatever but sure enough it snowed it like it started snowing right at the end of that movie and we all went out and it was one of those magical moments. I mean, Christmas in Germany is pretty great. Like, they really do a nice job of celebrating that in, in Europe. And uh, it was just magical. And so it was th- those, if I think about Christmas, that's one of those, Christmas is far away from home, but, but it was pretty magical with, the, with it snowing at the end of White Christmas.
0: All right, Giles, I know that you kind of answered this at the last uh, time. Is there anything you'd like to add?
5: uh just i mean probably when I was really little, and we'd get a Texas to my grandparents and uh just the the uh my my dad took the the Santa thing pretty seriously, and he would kind of go all out as far as there were footprints of made of ash on the carpet and the little and the the fireplace uh doors were ajar and you know so those the, that was fun
0: okay. And Jason, I, I, I hesitate to ask you because I'm sure that with the kids at the age that they're at, you're going to have a ton more memories, but what's, what's it been like so far?
1: It's been great. Yeah. I mean, just the enjoyment on their faces. Um, you know, I'm a very big family guy, so family is the most important thing to me when it comes to holidays and Christmases and any other holidays, but, uh, Especially Christmas time. I love, you know, I was telling my wife, uh, I think it was actually earlier today, I was like, man, I'm excited for Christmas just to watch the kids. You know, it's like, uh, watch them not only open presents, but, you know, just kind of that wonder in their eyes and stuff like that. You know, our kids are only uh, 10 and 11, so they're still young enough to where everything's cool, you know, and um, it's just the enjoyment, you know, of the family getting together. And, and of course, you know, we do the thing with, uh, you know, at the grandmother's house and then we do our thing on, Christmas Day, so it's uh, a lot of family time, which uh, I enjoy a lot. And our family gets along, like uh, like some people's families, like the fight. Uh, but ours gets along very good. So even uh, ex family members all come together and uh, one big uh, meal and get together and everything. It's kind of it's kind of cool. So uh, yeah, it's just uh, an enjoyment of family time so is what's you know the most um, or the best part for me as far as memories and things like that. So
0: all right. So our family we don't fight, we just sit around and don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh during Thanksgiving, I watch football while they go shopping and Christmas we what do we do last Christmas? I think I looked for movies on TV. So we do have the dinner together and we've uh now that my one sister has nephews and then my other sister uh, they've adopted, or they will be adopting some children. So we end up having to do stuff where we entertain the kids. So m- my job is to assist in entertaining the kids, and uh, sometimes it's fun. They're at that age where sometimes they, they like to do things over and over and over, and you're like, okay, enough already. It's like a dog <laughs> chasing a bone. It's just you got the bone. You you, you don't have to keep chasing it again
1: yeah yeah one of my favorite memories is my nephew before we had kids uh he got a pair of pajamas for uh, uh Christmas you know you get your traditional Christmas pajamas so you can wear them the bed for Santa to come anyways uh we wrapped those uh, pajamas i think about eight different times. he would pull them out and it was like all surprise and everything and then he'd turn around we'd pull them back in the it was like a you know gift bag so we put them back in the gift bag we got, we got you another present and then he'd open it again he'd walk outside again like you open them you know so he was probably like four or five, you know, so it was just amazing watching craziness like
0: that. But yeah. Oh my, that's, that sounds pretty cruel, dad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, to watch, you, you're talking about doing things over and over and over again, is not fun. I thought it was fun. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I'm sure he was like, wait a minute. I, I'm supposed to have like eight pairs of pajamas. How come I only have one? <laughs> no,
1: they're, when they're little, they don't even know. It's like, come on. So <laughs> It's just fun to unwrap. Uh, they just rip stuff open. You know, so. Yeah.
8: Yeah. One of, the, one of the big traditions in the Collison house has been to Legos. Oh, and my yeah. kids still beg. I mean, they're 30s. I mean, they're in their 20s and 30s now. And they still want Lego sets to put together Christmas Day. They come over and so that's a big, that's a big tradition after, you know, we get the gifts open. Everything kind of clears out and then Legos get put together. So it's amazing how that they did that 20 years ago and they want to do it today. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. So if I ever get a present from the Millers, I'm going to double check to make sure it's not a re-gift. That's how I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, All right. Well, folks, um, we can talk as long as we want, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap up our third segment here. Um, I am going to say, as I mentioned at the end of the last segment, that this has been a fantastic year for the podcast not only you know, do I feel good completing the fifth full year, but the fact that we've had so many new people on the show. We've had not only new guests, um, as Jim has won here uh, for the first time this year, but a lot of new vendors in the channel reached out and wanted to be a part. So I think that going forward, it will be a great and wonderful thing uh, to have a new group of people to bring back on the show and get updates and help us all in our businesses uh, and in our careers and I will say this yes before we go can I just say thank you for coming
8: on my show you've been a new you were a new edition we've kind of you know jammed home gadget geeks and and you know Podnuts pro together from a audience standpoint I I found you and I I said man you'd be great for my audience because I have a lot of my audience does what you you guys talk about and so thanks for coming on and, uh, and I think he came back even a second time. So yeah. thanks for saying yes and appreciate you doing what you do for the community and pulling all this together. So thank you for, for what you do. It's
0: congratulations on five years. That's a big deal. All right. Well, thank you again for asking me. And it was a great time, great time on the show. And uh, as we talked about, I look forward to doing it again. So actually, so like I said, guys stay with me through the break here. I'm going to go ahead and end off the official podcast audio version here ladies and gentlemen for those of you that have listened to the show over the years i thank you very much i appreciate not the fact that you listen but the fact that you communicate and give me feedback let me know what we're doing good let me know what we're doing bad to make things better and i look forward to continuing that next year in 2022 there are big plans for the co- for the podcast can't say them just yet but as we come back in the new year, I think you're going to be very happy with what happens down the road. So on behalf of everyone that has joined us here tonight, from the original people in Group 1, Don Sizer, of course, Jason and Rachel Miller, Chad Kempt, Dinah Giles, Mike Banaki, Lisa Hendrickson, and finishing up here with us, Jim Collison and Matt Foreman, thank you again very much for a very wonderful year. I look forward to being a part of everybody's podcast podcatcher series next year, and that's going to do it. We'll see you next year, and until then, holla!